Hi, I'm Jen White, and this is Reset. As we record this on Tuesday afternoon, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in Illinois is over 5,000, and more than 70 people have died in the state. As those numbers grow, healthcare workers on the front lines will face mounting challenges. Here to give us a sense of what's happening in area hospitals is Dr. Ernie Wong. He's chief of emergency medicine at North Shore University Health System. Dr. Wong, welcome to Reset. Thank you for having me, Jen. So first of all, I just want to check in with you. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. You know, um, it's been a lot of uh, prep and a lot of hours, but uh, I'm actually quite energized and uh, engaged in the whole process. Describe what it's like being an ER doctor during this health crisis. What are you seeing in the emergency room and at the hospital? We're at a point, I think, in the pandemic where we can learn from uh, the lessons that other cities have already told us, right? So I watch the news. You see what's happened in Italy, in Spain, Washington, New York, And we should just basically take a look at that and say, this is what's coming and how are we going to prepare for it? And in no point in history have we had this kind of luxury to do this. So um, my prep for my uh, physicians and staff really center around three things. One is uh, protect your people, protect the patients, and then protect everybody else. And in that, the preparedness, uh, you have to make sure that your staff are both physically and mentally ready to handle the influx of patients. We have to make sure that they have the right PPE, that they have the right protocols in place, that we've done simulations so that they're ready when the patients come in at a moment's notice. This week, we've started to see in our hospital the inflection point rise in terms of the number of cases, the severity of cases, the number of patients we're putting in the intensive care units, and the number of patients we're putting on ventilators. And so that's, we're just starting to see the, the beginning of the wave, I believe. Even as you're able to look to other states and other countries and learn from what they're doing, what are some of the biggest unknowns at this point? Well, we don't know where our curve will flatten. And uh, I, I have hope because of our shelter-in-place order that was placed uh, on the 20th by uh, the governor. At that time, we had 585 cases in the state of Illinois, whereas in New York, at that same moment in time, there were thousands of cases. So they were already accelerating up their curve. So I really do have hope that this will work. And, you know, the, the timeline, as Dr. Fauci said, you know, the virus determines the timeline. So that's one unknown. Uh, number two is, you know, are, are the healthcare workers going to be okay? And my sense is, yes, they're they're going to be okay. We're going to be resilient. We're, uh, some will get infected, and some have. Some might get quite ill. But as this virus has shown, the majority of people do recover, and these uh, individuals will recover, and uh, will come back into the workforce, and we will be stronger for it. You've been a doctor for more than 20 years. What are some of the biggest challenges that ER doctors and other healthcare workers are facing right now? You know, I think the humanity of of the cases we're seeing, you know, it was theoretical um, up until probably a few weeks ago when we had 
uh, the first cases start to come into our our system and you see the you see the virus when you look into the patient's eyes you see the apprehension the anxiety sometimes the fear you see it in their breathing and that face of the virus i think um really brings it home to each and every one of us. I've been very, very profoundly affected by talking to these patients. And um, in the past, you know, we could provide guidelines or about what to expect, you know, with the course of their disease because we knew a lot about the disease. Well, this is brand new. And so these conversations have been um, much more uh, nuanced and uh, I think more emotionally impactful. Is part of the challenge also, from what we're hearing, the fact that patients have to be isolated from some of the people they love who would ordinarily provide that emotional support right now? Absolutely. We have patients going upstairs um, by themselves. The visitor policies at most institutions have been changed so that you really can't have a visitor in your room. Um, the patients are isolated from the staff. Uh, in order to go in, you have to gown up and, and put on your PPE before you go in. And it's very isolating. It is, I think, difficult to watch uh, what's going on in uh, Europe and, you know, people are dying alone. It is, it is very sad to see. Um, and that is something that is very unique to this. Um, we really have to kind of re- refocus how we think about this, I think. As we've been covering COVID-19, we've been hearing about shortages of medical supply and testing equipment across the state and the nation. How is North Shore faring right now? How well prepared do you feel? I feel very well prepared, Jen. And I will give uh, so many kudos to our administration, um, our uh, people behind the scenes. What I've learned is that this is a team sport and everybody is essential from the person who does supply chain procurement to IT to the environmental services people, because if they don't clean the rooms right, um, that puts people at risk. And if they do their job well, it protects our staff and it protects the patients. Our administration has been truly, truly uh, helpful in helping us strategize and redesign spaces within our hospital to be able to handle an influx of a large surge of patients safely and given us the resources to do uh, the patient care and the PPE that we need. So I feel very good about it. Well, North Shore is one of more than a dozen Illinois hospital labs that have on-site testing. What does testing look like at North Shore? Yeah, we were very fortunate, um, and kudos to our lab, to be able to develop our in-house testing capability early. Um, And so what that allowed us to do is be able to make decisions um, much more accurately in real time and anticipate. And so a good example of this is when we started testing um, back on March 10th, we had one case positive. The next day we had one case positive. And then the next day we had seven. And at that point, uh, I called an uh, an emergency meeting of all of our Uh, physicians um, and nursing leadership to talk about strategies and how we're going to deal with an influx of respiratory patients. And then we acted on it and we uh, 
uh, developed our strategy. So having the data is very powerful. And every day I come into the office and I look at those curves and I see where we're going. And uh, right now it's still going up. Um, but that's 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 been a very important part of uh, our our strategic um, plan. The other important thing is that you have to have great coordination from the top. So our chief transformation officer, who is our our chief pandemic officer, I'm going to call her, because she really has taken this and made everybody organized. We are on the same page. We have daily uh, communication calls and readiness calls. So yeah, Dr. Uh, Lakshmi Halasimani deserves a tremendous amount of credit. And then we have our inpatient unit that we have to uh, work very closely with on the hospitalist side and on the critical care side, make sure that all our protocols match so that uh, we're all saying the same things. We're all acting on the same um, parameters to make sure we provide the appropriate care for the, the patients that are coming in. We're talking to Dr. Ernie Wong, Chief of Emergency Medicine at North Shore University Health System. We're talking about the challenges ER doctors and healthcare workers are facing on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll take your calls about COVID-19 with two infectious disease experts on the line. Stay with us for that. A doctor, we know your work can be especially stressful during this time. This is something you alluded to earlier in our conversation. The National Center for Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder published guidelines on how healthcare workers can manage their stress associated with this outbreak. What kind of impact is this pandemic having on the mental and emotional well-being of healthcare workers at every level um, of the health system and their families? Yeah, the impact is great, and the impact is uh, due to the the realities of the potential dangers of contracting the virus at work, and it's also the uh, anxiety of the unknown. And I am so proud of my nursing colleagues who uh, and my techs and our registration staff and our advanced practice providers who come in every day. They put on their PPE. And they just walk into the rooms knowing what is potentially behind the door. And they do their jobs with professionalism and with courage. So we do a lot of walking around, just checking people's morale temperature, making sure people are supported. Uh, We have at our system uh, services to provide support and counseling if needed. There have been uh, psychologists who have volunteered hotlines to our staff uh, and made themselves available. I mean, what a wonderful thing. And so I think uh, it, it, it's a community spirit that we've, we've kind of banded together and we support each other, number one. And number two is uh, having uh, just the ability to kind of talk about this and, and kind of highlight all the great work that emergency healthcare workers do on a day-to-day basis. That's been really, really great. And people are sending food, and there's a lot of food uh, that is being sent to our emergency departments by really, really generous uh, uh, shops and uh, restaurants and uh, just the general public doing it. It's, it's really been amazing. And what about for the families of, of your staff at the hospital? Are there additional supports for them? We talk a lot about you know what we do when we go home you know how do we take off our clothes how do we shower how do we keep our families safe um there are many people who have decided they're going to 
move their family away and self-isolate themselves when they work. Others take a more moderate approach. I don't think there's one right right way. Um, but really, we we look to each other, and um, I think our, our main goal is to share our, our ideas on what we're doing. And, and um, I don't know there's one right way for to, to support uh, our families. Remind us how the general public can best help and support healthcare workers right now. The the, the simple hallmarks are you know stay home. It's very difficult. Uh, I understand that it's it's very uh, economically impactful for people's livelihoods. It is very difficult to be away from your family and friends uh, and your coworkers. But really, the only way to flatten this curve is to distance yourselves so that you don't spread it person to person. That's the number one thing. Uh, Washing your hands meticulously is also very important. I would say hoarding, don't hoard masks. Give them to the healthcare workers. They they need it. Healthcare workers are three to five times more likely to get infected by this if they don't um, uh, have the proper PPE. And then, you know, the other vulnerable groups of people that really need the PPE are EMS, paramedics, policemen. You know, I I really think we need to kind of think more broadly about who is responding to everybody uh, on the front lines. As we know, the curve is is still going up and there have been certain measures put in place to try to flatten that curve. But are there other actions you'd like to see from local, state, or the federal government at this point? Uh, yes. So I think what's been done so far from the governor's office has been outstanding in terms of the shelter in place, the field house uh, hospital that is being erected at McCormick Center. It's, it's going to increase our capacity tremendously. I think uh, making sure that our supply chain for PPEs has a more coordinated approach, and that uh, is probably going to take a local and state um, approach. Uh, federally, uh, honestly, if you ask me, I think we need a national shelter in place or, or lockdown, at least for the time being, because New York is still accelerating. We are accelerating. Um, there are lots of areas in the country that are not uh, feeling the effects yet, but they will. And if people are crossing borders, if people are you know, going from state to state, it, there, there will continue to be transmission and there will continue to be outbreaks. That's Dr. Ernie Wong, Chief of Emergency Medicine at North Shore University Health System. Dr. Wong, thank you so much for speaking with us. We appreciate you. Thank you very much for your time. And that's Reset for today. For the latest news you can trust on the COVID-19 outbreak, tune to 91.5 WBEZ in Chicago, stream us at WBEZ.org, or go to WBEZ.org slash coronavirus. I'm Jen White. Stay healthy, and let's talk again soon.